Hello and welcome to A Star to Steer Her By, episode 285. Whoa! I'm Chris and joining me today are... Ames. Caitlin. And Jakey! <laughs> and today we will be discussing Counterpoint and uh, that's it. I have no memory of another episode. But wait, I have all these photos of you in another episode, Chris. What? Check them out. Who's Jake. this person I don't recognize? That's me. Jake, have you been altering Chris's memories again? Oh, jeez, you got me. <laughs> I feel like every time there's like a memory episode, we make obvious memory jokes. Mm. So yes, counterpoint and latent image. Point. The Voyagers do want to fly through space, and some people show up, and they're all like, get ready for inspection. And there's an inspection, and these guys are obviously fascists. Mm-hmm. And yeah, one of them's chilling in Janeway's chair, and is playing her music, and is making coffee, and is a smug little fuck. He's got such a punchable face. Very punch. And his voice? Oh, oh my. my god, yeah. What was that? Yeah, yeah. And um, I said he sounded like the guy that plays Bane in the um Harley Quinn cartoon. Yeah, he's, he sounds like the Harley Quinn Bane actor like a lot. It was really distracting. It, it was not him. Fun fact though, I looked up the Harley Bane Harley Quinn Bane actor. His grandfather is a mathematician so renowned he has a thing named after himself. What an interesting connection. Yeah. Yeah. Sorry, the, Ames. It always comes back to Batman. But, I, but, but now the, this ba- time, the Bane theory of but now darkness and light. Bane illusion. <laughs> but no, now it's gone to Albanian mathematicians. Albanian. Yes. <laughs> Albanian mathematician, Bane's grandfather. Wow. What the hell was I talking about? Okay, so the inspection happens. Johnny Punchable is all like... <laughs> Your your crew manifest. He has a tiny mouth. Your crew manifest. The listeners can't tell I'm doing tiny mouth. They can hear it. Listen, <laughs> some some Vulcans and a couple of Beta Zeds and Zoids. you know Zoids. We don't we don't like uh, we don't like telepaths, you know. And Janeway's like, yeah, well, the three of them died in a shuttle accident, and Suter was killed <gasps> fighting the Kazon. Damn it! So why must they lie. rub it? Why must they rub salt in the wound? <laughs> so one of those things was true. Yeah, so the fascists leave, and big shock, they pulled a Scotty, and not only were their telepaths, but also a bunch of unfamiliar alien telepaths were hiding in the buffers, and yeah, they're doing a hiding people from the Nazis. Mm-hmm. Apparently before this episode started off screen, these refugees were like, please, our government persecutes telepaths, we're all telepaths, will you help us? And Janeway went, I'm not gonna hide behind the prime directive for this, yes. And uh, they putter along, and then, you know, a few days later... There another shuttle shows up and they're like, it's just a shuttle. Fuck them. And it's 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 <laughs> it's Johnny Tinymouth who's like, I want to defect. And Jane was like, What? I don't know if I believe you. But we're gonna work together to try to find this magic wormhole that'll get them get them gone. They found the magic wormhole. No. Right. <laughs> <laughs> and uh they Zip. they meet this wicked cool, like I I the amount of effort they must have put into this fucking one-off three-minute aliens makeup. Oh, the warm Oh, the puffer fish dude? Yeah, that I was so him. cool. And he's like, gives them some information, and uh, the title comes up when they're like, counterpoints in music, counterpoints in wormhole. And they find the wormhole, <laughs> and they start heading there. And uh, then an inspection team shows up, and Tiny Mouth is like, no, Catherine, though we are 
clearly in love and really should have boned. I'll, I'll go and I will lead them over, you know, I'll, I'll go and be like, hey guys, I happen to come back from vacation right now. And we're gonna have a really quick inspection, it'll be fine. And then he shows up and oh shit, it was a double cross. He, oh, that's another counterpoint. Yeah. Oh jeez, he countered the counterpoint. <laughs> but then Janeway's like, you dumb bitch, I saw this coming. And they'd already, they'd used their own technology against them because he had like given them some tech details to make them think he was cool. So they cloaked some shuttles and goodbye two shuttles that we just sent through a wormhole with refugees. And she had a really great line. She was like, thought we should use that information that you gave us. Yeah. Since you were so kind or whatever the fuck. Shouldn't go to waste. I was like, yeah, Janeway, fuck yeah. So yeah, they get away and Tiny Mouth is like, oh, you bested me. And his little sidekick is like, well, we're gonna arrest the fuck out of all of you. He's like, are you kidding? We are not reporting this failure. We will get shot. We look like dumbasses. And uh, they leave and uh, yeah. Mm. Yeah, there we go. Yeah. Yeah, this one, um, I I still kind of wonder like, what, like, the how how much of a thing did the, like I don't know I still don't know if it was true or not like was he actually a bad guy or did yes he, did, was he oh in, no he was are we sure by the end yeah I don't know because he might have been he might have known about the shuttle plan and he was all just a ploy nah because the way Janeway was acting that's true she kind of yeah the the lingering shot at the very end of Janeway like oh but it could have been so nice. But that she means the dick. Yeah, because that's what for. I was like, I was, I was. I'll admit they suckered me, and I was like, he's, uh, he's bullshit, and he's bullshit, and he's bullshit. And then the last minute, I was like, maybe he's not. Ah, oh, fuck, he was. <laughs> and then Caitlin's like, maybe it's actually a triple blind. Like maybe this was also part of the plan, but no, it wasn't. And no, I don't. Well, think it so kind either. of was in that. Well, but he in wasn't. That Janeway was already on to it. Yeah, yeah, but Janeway he wasn't was in on it. Is what I mean. Mm. Which is, That'd be too many blinds. Yeah. Too many counterpoints. Yeah. I guess I should have realized, though, because it's like, so he's just going to show up at just the right time and they're not going to think that's weird. Like, right. that really should have been a tip off. Like, oh, wait, no, I was right to distrust him horribly. I mean, it was that voice. You couldn't, I could never trust that voice. And there was a moment, it was when they were talking with the wormhole dude, Torat. So mm. Kashyyyk, the tiny mouth friend, and Janeway are talking to Torat. And I couldn't tell if Kashyyyk was putting on a this is what I think a professor of wormholes voice is or if that was just his normal voice because I've already been so done with his normal voice. (laughs) I prefer to think of it as the former because that's just funny to me. What's funny is I was watching this and I was like, why is this guy so familiar? So I looked him up and of all things, he's in several episodes of The Big Bang Theory. Tiny Mouth? Yeah. Okay. And he's like a dean or something. And ah, okay. a gag that comes that. up a lot and that works well with his ability to just put so much like eh into his voice and disdain is that of the four male leads, three are doctors and one has a master's degree. And a running gag is every time he speaks them, he's like, ah, Dr. Bird, Dr. Bird. I don't remember their fucking names. And Mr. Eh. And like he just puts so much stank on the Mr. for the guy that doesn't have a PhD. And it's like, yeah, you always just play that kind of uptight douche. Which mm-hmm. he, because he's got that face, let's be honest. He oh, could be yeah. the nicest guy in the world, he's but good. he's got a face you just want to He's backhand. got big, big Nazi energy. Mm. He does. Yeah, he's a scumbag. Sure is. Yeah, speaking yeah. of his punchable, punchable face, the makeup they did for his people, the Devore, was just literally looked like, looked like they stuck some silly putty over their eyebrows and mm. pinched it a little, and that was it. It looked real distracting, and I hated it. Mm. Oh, I liked it. <laughs> I guess I... Was indifferent towards it. Like, I was like, yeah, what do you, you wanted to do very minor makeup, I get it. What I did like, though, was that the telepaths had different makeup. 
The Bernari? Yeah, like yeah. they they trusted the audience to understand, like, yes, these people live in their space, but are... Because... They're just a persecuted race. Yeah, within yeah, yeah, yeah. this... Because it's so often, like, except for when it's very much... And I guess it is kind of the point here as well, but... You know, so frequently you see, like, we know that there's, like, the Romulan Star Empire and the Klingon Empire, and they've even implied heavily that the Klingons have, like, subjugated several species, but we only ever see Klingons. Hmm. You know, meanwhile, this is the something... I forget what they call the... Divorce something. The Imperium. The Imperium, yeah. Mm. I, I loved the puffy alien being like, why do you people always have to set yourselves up in their monolithic governments? <laughs> uh, I love that guy. Um, <laughs> but like that they had... lived. Yeah, me too. Same. They had another, you know, species pop up. And uh, it's not something you get terribly often. And again, they could have just lazily had them all have the little eyebrow makeup too. So they all hid in the transporter, eh? Yeah, they mm-hmm. pulled a Scotty. Mm. Of course, it wasn't going well, it sounds like. Yeah, they're not yeah. as good at it as Scotty was with well, his... He was an expert, To be you fair, know? Scotty was one one for two. <laughs> yeah, that's true. true. But it also was, he was in there for like 60 years or something. Yeah, he was so. in there for a long-ass time and was doing it with like a crappy civilian ship that yeah. he owned. Like, they have the latest thing in Federation tech and way more experience and they're still but they're doing like 20 people instead so yeah. I don't know if that made a big difference it could have yeah everyone's brains are bleeding together plus they're telepaths so Sp- speaking of though here's the question so we know at the end they weren't actually doing the buffer trick right yeah mm. so had they did they just slap Tuvok and Vorik into spacesuits and like duct tape them to That's the underside of the saucer and the and the other chick oh yeah the Gerard, other the betazoid yeah so yeah, they just they got all three of them in ED suits duct taped to the underside of the shuttle of the saucer. He's like, this is uncomfortable. Hmm. Or they were just in a different pattern buffer that time since they knew that Tiny Mouth would be like, ah, they're in Cargo Bay 1. Arr, Tiny Mouth. Cool. Good so talk. here's the question. <laughs> was, you know, and I'd hate it to be because I enjoy him so much, I'd hate him to be a fascist, but was Puffy Face in on it? No, I don't think so. And I think, I have a feeling if Kashyyyk was... You know, not you know was was a bad guy the whole time as it appears he was. They pro- he his buddies probably picked that puffy face guy up immediately. Oh no, yeah, that's a he is dead. Yeah, oh, we don't see it, but I have a feeling he's not doing so well. Mm. Sad face. Well, I don't, maybe maybe not because it, it does all sound like they they just wanted to find the wormhole, mm-hmm. and once they realized like he didn't, they got all they could out of him. You know, they're like, oh, yeah, he does this is the most he knows, so fucking whatever. I, I hold out hope that he is both not in on it and alive. Mm. Now, why do they need this wormhole? That's what I would get. Qu- quicker way out, I guess? Yeah, get the refugees out of this space. Because mm. otherwise, they will find them. Yeah, because it sounds like whatever this, this, this Imperium is, it sounds like it's pretty large, because Voyager... They were even saying, like, they just kind of had to pass through because it was too large to avoid. Yeah. And who knows, maybe well, they didn't show it, but maybe Voyager popped off through there and be like, get the fuck out. Maybe they, maybe they popped on through and got their shuttles back mm. and then brought those people somewhere else. Yeah. One thing I'll say about this episode, I really I did like the use of music in this episode. Yeah. Um, yeah, because obviously Kashyyyk was a classical music aficionado, but, you know, using it both for that and then, like, during the inspection scene at the end, they had... They had a music. Well, and the earlier inspection too, I think. Yeah. So the, yeah, he was blasting music throughout the ship, and I, I thought it added a, a good amount of uh, tension to it. Yeah. See, yeah. see, now I'm not a music head, so none of the none of the classical songs that they were playing meant anything to me. But I know they're 
was that point at the end where he's playing, I think, Tchaikovsky because it was his and Janeway's song. I'm gay. I think I don't recognize the music at all. They had talked about liking him or something. Sure. And then Janeway flips it to something else. What was the significance? Because I don't, I don't know I, songs. I think it was the one he'd been playing during the first inspection. Which was just to be... He said it was to be calming, but I'm certain it was to be intimidating. Mm. Yeah. I, has, I has your music crew. Yeah, basically. I, I don't know tons about classical. Like, I know some of the f- really famous stuff that most people hear just because they use it and everything. So yeah, I am... If there's deeper meaning to any of the choices... Totally it would have been, been too on the nose to play Wagner. Oh, God. <laughs> oh, God. Yeah, and I notice again another episode where they, they made use of the uh, shaky cam style in a yeah. few instances Yeah, during the inspection. Yeah, well, There's a really obvious moment in the next one, too, remind me. Mm. We'll yeah. see. So. You'll be listening to the edit later and be like, damn it! <laughs> I, that's happened. But yeah, no, they're definitely, again, I, I think if they probably, they got their hands on one, they're like, we are going to use the fuck out of this. Mm. This is great. Yeah, like every episode in the last several weeks has had it, so that's, it, you know, it's it's effective when used uh, sparingly. Yeah, well, what's good too is like, I by and large haven't noticed it consciously, mm. like except in the next one, like it's just really like kind of in your face. So I didn't realize it with this one, so they were just, you know, when things are used at their best, you don't necessarily, unless you're looking for it, catch it. Yeah. But your subconscious might, and it'll make you feel a certain way. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. What I think this episode was lacking, because, you know, it's mostly a Janeway story, and I yeah. think she's in almost every single scene. And we don't really get to see anything from Tuvok, who is both the security officer and also one of the telepaths being subjugated, who has to, like, go into the buffer, and also he's losing some of his... Cell, cell capacity. Stuff. Yeah, because of going into the buffer all the time. And yet we never really see his perspective on Kashyyyk. I I had thought the same thing. Like, why didn't we get sort of the... Pers- but I guess that's not the point of the episode, really. It's yeah, about then, this then guy. You, then you'd know that there was going to be a double cross and a triple cross and some more crosses and it, hot cross buns and yeah, all this stuff. They mm. wanted the focus to be Janeway and this guy and what's his deal. And, you know, like... It would have been a different episode if they had both plots going, and so I kind of am glad that for once they're like, let's just, we'll stay focused. Mm. And, you know, they, they've done, you know, plots about this kind of thing before, This too. kind of thing? Like, just dickhead fascist suppressing people. Oh, okay, okay. So, not, like... Not the, we have a secret double cross plot. No, yeah, no, no. This, this is something they've done less, so it's like... I, I, I get why they were like, we're just gonna focus on this. This thing is the background. We understand. They are bad. They're, you know, oppressive fascists. You know, it's like a less shitty version of um, Bev's evolving boyfriend there. Transfigurations? Yeah, I think. The guy who turns into a, a yellow blur? The guy who turns into the green man yeah. from whatever, but he's yellow? Yeah. That guy. Because when that the whole thing, they were like oppressing their evolving people. Oh yeah, they were. That's true. And it's only because they like protected him that he got to turn into a... a Yellow jumpsuit. <laughs> what about what about the one where the Romans were suppressing the Christians in the gladiatorial? Yeah, bread and we, circuses. We, we, don't, yes. we don't talk about that one. Um, but isn't that also the one where Bones and Spock had like really hot? That's true. Like, okay, we talk about that one scene. That's what I was gonna say. So we do talk about it. In their, their best. in their really nice little gray t-shirts, where you can see other muscles. Mm. Damn, that's oh, Jesus. I mean, the sun. <laughs> <laughs> the that sun. Fucking. Anyway. Anyway, yeah. Without without like 
other character's perspective, though. It makes you realize Janeway went to trusting this guy and then putting her face on his face really fucking quickly. Well, and why? Well, it doesn't seem like she ever fully trusted him yeah. because she had the plan B already yeah. queued up. Yeah, she... But we don't know that until the last minute of the episode. Well, we well, don't that, know that. Yeah, that's the thing. It's like it's all... It's a multi-reveal thing, mm. you know? I think, oh. I think she was hedging, right? Yeah. Like, she, she wanted to trust him. She obviously had... You know, emotional uh, entanglement here with him. So she wanted him to be legit. Yeah. But she wasn't above, she wasn't going to risk her entire crew and those refugees and the ship and everything based on this feeling. So I think it goes, I think it shows good judgment on Janeway's part. Yeah. To have made that hedge and you know gone with Plan B, yeah, yeah she, she she bet on both colors in roulette. Yeah, she, she wanted to be wrong basically, and was pretty bummed that she wasn't. Yeah, okay, yeah. that's a good way. I mean, it's it's a similar gambit to uh, gambit. Yeah, no, to Scorpion, right? Where like she basically knew the Borgs were gonna you know not keep their end of the bargain. So plan B, she had Chakotay ready to shut it, shut it down. Yeah. So, so Jane, I, feel, I feel like Janeway's, like at first you'd be like, how could she fall for this guy? And how could she, you know, get up, end up in this situation? But it's like, yeah, but she's always thinking ahead and she's, yeah. she's, she's planning and making the assumption that this could go bad. So what's the other alternative and Plus i mean gave her a chance to do some sciencing which we like i love seeing her yeah do. she does a good science she, yeah and they they worked well together in that regard Plus, she really can't bang any of her subordinates, so who can blame mm. her for wanting to maybe get with the first decent looking dude that's been on board the ship yeah. that isn't her subordinate or lord burley or or leonardo da vinci <laughs> Catarina! no <laughs> <laughs> And also the other thing too is since since we find out the end, of course she never fully trusted him. We don't know like it, it, you know you've, at first she's just pretending to trust him, and then actually kind of gets into him a little, which complicates things. But you know it's like it, at the end of the day, they both sort of I think were trying to seduce each other. Mm. Oh, that's they, good. Yeah, it means I, I do like the what they what they did with the romance thing because it mm. didn't it didn't feel like you know a. One of those forced romances, like we're yeah. going to see lots and lots in Star Trek all over the fucking place. And I know their original plan was to have her have a love interest with one of those victimized people, which doesn't feels have, gross. Yeah, which doesn't quite have the same impact as the way, the way they did it in this actual episode. Yeah. Of what if the romance is with the fascist? Because she can't tell yet if it's going to work. Yeah, and there's also again, there's just something weird about like. Having a romance with someone who owes you their life. Yeah, I was gonna say there's a whole other power struggle thing there that yeah. makes the consent aspect it makes it... a little weird. Yeah, yeah, it's the same kind of power dynamic as not you don't bang your crew members, Jalen. Yeah, exactly. I feel like here's this guy who might be a defector. That doesn't feel as gross. Mm. He knows his way into your ready room. <laughs> <laughs> When did I say? I at one point we were watching it, and I I don't remember what I don't know what was I don't remember what was said that made me say this. Do you remember what it was? No, but I remember what you said. At one point they were like listening to Tchaikovsky or whatever, and he was being all hot, and I said as Janeway like, "Oh, well, my lower decks are flooded with <laughs> plasma or something." 
goodness. Warp core something. God damn. My my neural gel packs are... They're expanding <laughs> rapidly. No, wait, that's him. His neural oh gel packs are... Um, no, no, if your neural gel packs are expanding, that, that's going to lead to a bl- brain bleed. Get to... Oh, I assumed it would maybe like a boner. I don't really know how dicks work. No, I know. His neurals. I assume it's neural gel packs. It's That's actually pretty close. <laughs> so, one thing I thought kind of interesting, right, is that they did this whole transporter buffer ruse... Mm-hmm. And it didn't work. Like the bad guys oh, yeah, knew. He knew all along. He knew all oh, along. yeah. Or yeah, at least, or, so it's implied that this whole inspection thing has happened a bunch of times, and we're only seeing the last two. Yeah. So maybe it worked for a while, but by the time of this inspection that we see at the beginning, they've already figured it out. Yeah. yeah. Every single time is like, oh, you guys are doing a weird thing with your transporters right now, and they're like, yep, we're just running a diagnostic. Wink, wink. Don't you know? Yeah. Mm. Because he knew that everybody was in the transporter buffer. Yeah, yeah. Because like you said, it was this was about, for whatever reason, they couldn't find this wormhole, but figured Voyager could. Mm. And he was right. Because Janeway is a science genius without mm-hmm. involving literally anyone on the science team somehow. Yeah, just her and the fascist and a little bit of information from Puffyface. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I love the scene with Puffy Face when he's like, "Oh, a wormhole." Oh, yeah. I mean, I would call it a w- layman's term. Yeah. Well, right. He they then they they corrected themselves and said, "No, but you know how to find this actual yeah. thing." And he was like, "Oh, well, the wormhole's a dumb word." I did enjoy watching them kiss his ass a little. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. okay, we have to butter this douche up. Let's. And at first, they tried. You maybe aren't as clever as you think, and it's like, okay, no, you're very clever. The whole act. Was yeah, we've all good. seen. We've all seen Aladdin. Yeah, it's too the, bad you the, can't get us out of this cave. Yeah. Oh, we need someone really, really smart to help us with this. He's like me. Also, they that's me. Replicate him a bunch of fuel of some kind. Mm. Yeah, I really enjoyed that makeup. It's like that, that is that is a lot for. Maybe that's why the makeup on the fascists was so basic. They blow <laughs> most of the budget on Puffy Face. Well, I think it was worth it because I really. Oh yeah, no, he was his, he was terrific. His little nose thing poofed uh, just, out like such a random little one-off dude on screen for like maybe five minutes tops, and it's like right. you put so much effort into this. This is amazing. Must have been hard for the actor though, because you know he couldn't actually breathe Ooh, through his be, nose. Yeah, like that was clearly like, and you notice that whenever he's not talking, his mouth is open. Yep, it's like so that's how he's breathing. Because if he breathes, you'll see his face. Do things. Yeah, I think it was in the documentary series on the History Channel that Jake and I were watching at one point, and they interviewed some of the usual extras that they that you see time and time again, like our friend Tosk, mm. who always gets under lots and lots of makeup, and he said, like, there was one instance where I was in lots and lots of makeup doing the whole thing, and then just started to getting all my scenes wrong and fucking it up because he was stuck under the makeup, mouth breathing all day, and they said, okay, you... You're, you're done for the day. We'll, we'll do the rest later. Mm. We also get to see a little well, repeat of our adventures with Flotter story. As, yeah. Uh, Neelix is telling the worst children in the world. Oh, my oh, God. Yeah. Assholes. I can see why these people are persecuted, because I hated that Ooh. kid so much. Oh, shit. <laughs> That's actually why the the Imperium hates them so much is that they keep trying to tell them stories and they keep preempting the, the storytelling. It's like that episode of Bob's Burgers where that guy keeps like finishing Gene's jokes. Yep. 
Yep. These fucking kids just keep stealing punchlines. That's really what it is. It's just just children. Children are awful, mm. and they're only you know they're they're even worse when they can read your mind. Why didn't he just throw them into the fucking? The kids could have all been babysat very handily by Flotter and yeah. Treasus why do you have to tell them? Whatever. Yeah, the again, that's the other thing. Like if he just put them in the holodeck, yeah, there's no minds to read. There's no minds to read. They would have actually had had an enjoyable time. But no, Neelix has to do it his way. Well, Tom was in there playing Captain Proton. There you go. Yeah, there he is. And by playing Captain Proton, I assume you mean jacking it? No, the Delaney sisters were there too. Oh, so they were jacking it for him? <laughs> yeah. I do not think Bellana would stand for that. Well, what she doesn't know won't hurt. No, I'm just what kidding. What happens on the holodeck stays on the holodeck. That's right. So, and uh, we're also now, we've also lost two shuttles now, yep. also. Those yep. are gone. But we have, no, cool. we have we've got the millions of them, don't worry we about it. just make a new one. So many. Like I said, maybe right after the credits rolled, they popped through the wormhole and got them back. Maybe. Yeah, they, maybe they just met the, met the refugees on the other side and got their ships back. Yeah. Brought them to... Cut their ships together. I have a couple little notes. Um, we've seen a couple of our, our new friends this week before. Oh. We saw the guy who played Kier, who was the Brunari leader who, you know, pointed out we should, we should go talk to Torak, that guy. He previously, previously played the scholar element from Rivas Chor- Rivas's chorus in Loud as a Whisper. Oh, wow. And he played uh, Akhel and Rakhel in DS9. Those two, um, they were technically twins and one of them died and the other one yep. wanted to fuck up Odo for it and all this thing. Right, right, okay. Um, one of them always lies and one of them always tells the truth. Yes. <laughs> and then he was uh, Silaran Prin. I know that name. If memory, I didn't write the which episode, but I'm pretty certain that was the Cardassian that Kira killed. No, that's not it. Oh, the Phantom of the Damn Opera it. there? Maybe it was. Oh, I turned my phone Why didn't off. I, I write it show. down? I had room on my card. Ah. Cool. I think it was that guy. I think it was the guy the, that Kira got killed. But a Cardassian. Yeah. Oh, okay. Probably. And then our friend Prax, whom I loved, because every time Kashyyyk yelled at Prax, it was my new favorite thing. Uh, we saw him as the Admiral guy who wanted to ruin Bashir's life in Dr. Bashir, I presume. Oh. When they learned that he was uh, augmented. Wow. What a dick. He always plays a jerk. Mm-hmm. Wait, wasn't that Robert Picardo? No, he was he was there as Zimmerman. Oh, yeah. This there was, was another guy in. The, okay, I guess. Yeah, there was like yeah, an yeah, admiral yeah, who actually. Thought, I, was, I, was like, I remember. I thought there being being Zimmerman that was trying to expose him. No, he's just the one that brought the there's his parents around. Ah, okay. And that's what ruined everything, because they were talking to the hologram Julian, not yeah. knowing it was the hologram Julian. Zimmerman was mainly there to just bang Lita. So yeah. <laughs> Right, it wasn't O'Brien there, and Julian's like, why didn't you tell him to stop? And he was like, I didn't know they were going to start spilling family secrets in front of No, I, I think it was, I, I don't remember to be honest. I thought it was something like that. Mm. Prim is definitely a sub. Hmm? Like, he just likes getting abused. <laughs> but Prim. Prax? Or Prax, whatever his name was. Prim was the other one. Yeah, Prim was the Cardassian. The Cardassian, yeah, Prax. Oh, Prax being hit, like the fascist underling the, guy. Yeah, the little, little bitchy boy. Loved quoting. Yeah, yes, yes. L- loved quoting the rule book. Mm. That's the thing. The real fascists don't, uh, or the ones that are really in charge, don't need to know the little subsections, you know? Mm-hmm. They just know I get to be a prick. There's a rule somewhere that says that. Mm. Speaking of, though, I, the fact that his name was Kashik was so distracting to me. Mm. Because I don't know if this had... I'm pretty sure this had already been established, but Kashik is the name of the Wookiee homeworld in Star Wars. 
So I was just like, every time they used his name, I was like... But that's with like 18 extra Ys. That's true, and I think it's technically Kashyyyk, but it's like, this is close enough. You couldn't have come up with a different name, you nerds. Well, to be fair, there's also a Star Wars show on the air right now called Andor. Which is really close to Endor. And Andorian. Well, Andor mm. is the homeworld of Andorians. Oh, right. Oh, so, right. Well, so Endor... I was watching this. I'm like, man, are we going to get some Jeffrey Combs? Or what, like, what's going to happen on this on this yeah. Andorian show? I think if Jeffrey Combs was in a Star Wars program, it might actually just like cause some kind of mm. rift that would end the unit. Get Jeffrey Combs well, on no, Star I re- Wars. I really want to see actually. a... Jeffrey Combs led show about Andorian because we know so little about Andorians. So I would like to see like a show about Andoria, uh, the Andorian people, and and what they go through, and we can call it Andor. I saw a rumor that after Picard wraps this coming season, season three, season we're gonna three, get Wayun. We're gonna we might get seven. Oh. <laughs> but but that. but Picard has. Fucked that character so bad. The writers did not know what made Seven of Nine a compelling character on Voyager, and totally the skin tight outfits. No, <laughs> I know. I was just kidding. Uh, and like, and basically, we're just like, yeah, we gotta have Jerry Ryan on our show. And okay, well, should she act like the character that she played? You know, twenty years. Nope, nope. Just gonna have her act like fucking Jerry Ryan. Doesn't matter. Have her do all kinds of things. Have her be a space ranger. Because that's a thing fucking 709 would do. Would be a fucking space ranger who likes to shoot people. Huh. I can see 709 wanted to be a space ranger. No, I can't. People. I don't know. It's been 20 years. Maybe she really started liking guns. I don't know. Ah, I said Fuck that show. That's why I just haven't seen enough of this to really know if it makes sense. Because I didn't see most of like the last couple seasons of the show. I don't know where she goes as a character. Well... Keep watching and we'll see. Maybe it'll be in latent image. Mm, latent image, you say? Because she was barely in this one. But she was uh, in latent image a lot more. Uh, so in latent image, the doctor is making everyone get their photo taken when they get their physical, as if getting a physical wasn't tedious enough. It's not just, it's like a, it's like a deep, yeah. a deep uh, look at your hog photo. I was you actually the... really disappointed. There was no hog. I mean, I knew I wouldn't get to see much. Maybe just an outline, but no, not a Ooh. single, not a little bit. Ensign Kim or whoever is apparently just built like a Ken doll. That's mm. disappointing. So, yeah, they're they're taking photos and he's showing off like, oh, I have these deep 3D images of you. Check out your skeleton, Harry Kim. And he's like, oh. There's weird scarring at the base of your skull. And he kind of zooms in. He's like, you had brain surgery. And Kim's like, I don't remember having brain surgery. And the doctor's like, wait a minute. This is a technique I came up with. I did it, but I don't remember doing it. I signed my name on the base of your skull. (laughs) Pretty much. What'd you write? I can't say. (laughs) (laughs) And so he goes to Janeway and is like, so I'm missing some memory? Oh, no, no. I skipped a step. What? They go to his... What order is this happening? Fuck. What, what, what scene are you talking about? They, I know. So they go into his camera. Okay. And find the missing images. And that's, after that, he goes to Janeway. Oh, well, fuck. he calls Janeway out on the, sh- on well, the no. fucking Well, that's bridge. later. He went, oh, so right. he talked to Seven, and Seven helped him recover the images. <laughs> right. That yeah. I remember, but I can't remember what order it happened in. That happened first, and because when he, she turned him off for a little while, and then when she came back, he had completely forgotten the whole thing. Right. Because somebody had fucked with his program. Right, right, right. And this somehow led to them 
knowing about the missing images on the camera. <laughs> so anyway, they dig up some missing images from the camera, and there's a woman in a bunch of photos he doesn't recognize, and there was, like, clearly some kind of attack. So he goes to Jane, and he's like, there was an attack, and these things were deleted in my memory, so something is up. And Jane's like, ah, well, thank you for bringing this to my attention. Mr. Tuvok, you look into this, yes. And the doctor leaves, and Tuvok and Janeway share a, ah, fuck, look. Doctor, um, go turn yourself off for a while. We'll deal with this. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> for your safety, turn it off, turn yourself off. And the doctor's like, fine, that seems, okay. Then he's like, wait a minute. Hey, computer, back up my last couple days' worth of memories, and if they get deleted, you know, one, turn me on, and two, put them back. And we're like, okie dokie. And he sets up his camera, and he's like, and if anyone comes in, take pictures. And he turns himself off, and a door opens, and Invisible Janeway walks in. Because <laughs> she should have been in the reflection, goddammit. Like, it was an interesting idea, but anyway. And yeah, or at least a shadow, a shadow covering something, or something. Something, So anyway, she comes in, fucks <laughs> with his program, he gets turned on, the memories come back, he goes to the camera, sees Janeway, and is like, it's a conspiracy! And he runs to Janeway, like, what the fuck? And she's like, ugh. Look, something happened, it broke you, we had to delete some stuff because it broke you. And he's like, well, that's not cool. And he's like, shut up, you're a toaster. And Like, literally, dude. Well, literally, he's a replicator, No, apparently. but I mean, literally, that's what she said. Yeah. Like, she's fucked up. That's... And Seven is like, this seems wrong and shitty. And for once, Jane was like, ah, goddammit, you're right. So they let the doctor know what happened. Basically... This woman and Harry and him went on a mission. They got shot by a magic alien gun, which gave them exactly equal chance of survival. The doctor saved Harry, and his programming couldn't deal with the fact that he, like... Made a choice. Made a choice, basically, that seemed to be based on emotion, since normally it's based on hard data. And it just causes this huge feedback loop. He starts to have a, an emotional breakdown... And they think about just deleting the memories again, but then James like, no, we gotta let him get through this, and they just put him on the holodeck. Well, because Seven again is like, yeah. you don't get to choose. Yeah, exactly. Are and we individuals or are we not, Janeway? Yeah, and Janeway admits that she still thinks of the Doctor as an appliance. She really wants some toast. It's so it's much. crazy. We're at, like, season five, aren't we? He's, like, very people-y. Yeah, I mean, it, it, anyway. But she made the original decision back in what would have been season three. Three and a half ago? Yeah, it must have been three. Yeah. But even now, she's still at first just kind of like, whatever. I made this decision already. I'm going doubling down. Well, she's yeah. trying to justify it to Seven and be yeah. like, you know, you, like, he's got more in common with the fucking replicator than he has it with you or me. Yeah. Which is so fucked. A little bit. He really bothers. But yeah, so they stick him on the holodeck to sit in a comfy chair and have an emotional breakdown. Someone is there at all times. Watching him have a breakdown. Egging him on. Yeah. And we just kind of end with him still struggling with things. Mm. And, you know, he'll be fine by the next episode. Oh, well, yes, obviously. Yeah, yeah, and I thought it was interesting. And, like, to Janeway's, I don't know about credit, but to to to, to give, throw a bone to Janeway here. Wow. Like, she does, like, she could have put it better, but you also just can't have the one, you know, doctor that you have for the whole ship Oh, like broken for broken weeks for, at a time. Yeah, trying like, to, there's yeah. a we practical. Have Paris. There's like a practical concern here. We'll always have. Paris. Well, and honestly, yeah. like, ah, good one. Kill me dead. Episode title. No. It's <laughs> uh, a TNG episode. Oh, good point. I mean, the thing too, though, is honestly, it's like I, I appreciate like that she's got this this 
this is just a character trait of her. She she has trouble thinking of him. Mm. And that's, you know, character flaws make characters realistic. Yeah. <laughs> you know, like, if she... And if she was just, like... Because when you think about it, she doesn't... Over the course of the past several years, she hasn't spent a ton of time with him. You know, it's not like Picard and Data who were, like, always hanging out. And Picard's like, yes, Data, you can be a real boy. <laughs> like... She spends as little time with him, probably, as she has to. And so, yeah, she doesn't think of him in this same way. And again, I, I if it was just Picard and Data again, it would be boring. And again, the fact that she, like, has this, this mental hurdle she has trouble getting over of, like, he's more than just the EMH now is, again, it just makes her... More realistic, yeah. you know. Her, yeah. her conundrum in this episode of what do I do about the Doctor is more is even more like driving the episode than the conundrum with the Doctor itself. Yeah, because because she's been learning and gravitating toward you know progress, and Seven specifically having conversations with her about it, I thought were great touches. Yeah. And the little mirrored scene where Seven goes to her at 2 a.m. Yeah. And it's like, that was not the time for philosophical debate. Uh, Seven, go to bed. And then she goes to Seven at 2 a.m. and says, okay, you were right. Let's have that philosophical debate. God mm. damn it. I mean, look, if freshman year of college taught me anything, it's that 2 a.m. is the perfect time for <laughs> philosophical discussions. Mm. I thought there's another interesting, in light of recent events, specifically with, Gal Mengele, mm. um, and the decision that Janeway made for um, Torres for Torres, it it seems like it's basically the same situation. I hadn't right? thought of that. That's yeah. a good. That's a good point because in that one, she specifically made the decision to go against Torres's wishes, specifically because of the impact it would have on the ship. To not have a chief engineer. Yeah. I mean, all carrier or whatever his name is is like, damn it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Seriously. And then in this, I think it's the same scenario. I think that yeah. I think that she would have been, if not in her rights, at least consistent, if she had forced the doctor to go through the procedure. Well, and even with this, again, I mean, what you think about the decision aside, like in this case, there weren't even wishes to go against. You right. know, he couldn't have given input on it. He was too busy having a, 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 yeah. a what are they, a feedback loop, which is, again, serious episode, but the minute they brought up a feedback loop, I kind of couldn't help but giggle because of the time Bender winds up in a feedback yeah. loop when Fry is fucking the bureaucrat. Mm. <laughs> but yeah, like, so in that case, she went against someone's wish. In this case, it was like, effectively, you have someone who didn't leave instructions that can't give you anything, and she made a decision, which some people might be more willing to say, like, that's fair. But it it does feel like there there had to have been a way to tell him without potentially reigniting the whole thing. Mm. You know, I mean, then we wouldn't have an episode. But she'd been like, look, something wrong with your program, we had to delete some memories. We can't get into specifics, because if we do, it might break you again. Well, if we get into specifics, it'll break it. We'll just do this. We'll just do it again. You'll forget about it. It'll be fine. Right. Yes, which she almost did. But Seven and Nine was there to be like, ah. Yep. Yep. Good Good use of, of that, uh, of Seven, having to be out, be the one with the conscience. Yeah. And also just having had, you know, she wasn't there for the original event. She, so she's a completely, you know, and she's less, you know, she's still not quite as, um, I don't know. I can't think of the word I want. Human. <laughs> No, that too. But she's not like she's not as like impressed by Janeway, I guess, as everyone else. Mm. You know, she's not crew or a friend like Neelix or things like that. She's like she's still kind of 
on her own in a way, you know. She 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 she's kind of kind of an outsider perspective. Yeah, she's yeah. objective about she, it. She she and she'll call Janeway on her shit. Yeah, yeah. no one else will. Right. Torres maybe, but that's only because she's pissed off. Yeah. <laughs> and she's not, you know, she wasn't there to be complicit with Tuvix. Mm-hmm. Like everyone else was. Yeah. Yeah, but like that's the thing like Janeway Tuvix is another good example. So like between Whatever, I can't remember the uh, episode title with with uh, the Cardassian doctor guy. Oh, um, God, it was really recent, too. Yeah, it was like two weeks ago. Duh. Nope, it's gone. Whatever. Yeah. All right, well, so anyway, it's like between that episode and called, two weeks. It was like, called Alien? Like, Janeway has consistently chosen the, the needs of the many yeah. over the needs of the few or the one. Mm. Um, and... So you're saying she spends too much time with Tuvok? Yes, apparently. <laughs> she considered one's rights a lot. That's true. Yeah, yeah in that that's one, true. In that, the one time, in, in, in that instance, yes. <laughs> so, yeah, I feel like there's, the, yeah, she has been very consistent. I think that yeah. this is a good episode in that it shows, you know, Seven coming out and basically calling out, calling her on it, and being like, "What? Well, you know, you're a champion of individuality. At the same time, you seem to always she seemed to choose the." the collective over the individual. So yeah. who's the real Borg? Mm. Um, Got you there. Well, that's Come an on. Eddington move. <laughs> um, uh, no one give her a copy of Les Miserables. Listen, Javert. <laughs> yeah, and I, so, so to her credit, I think Janeway grows a bit as a as a character here. Yeah. Uh, which is kind of cool. She'll still probably be annoyed by the MH for the rest of forever. Yeah. So really, I, <laughs> having thought on that, it really is funny that there is a hologram her in Prodigy. Mm. <laughs> I wonder what Janeway thinks of there being a hologram Janeway. I mean, obviously she signed off on it, but... Well, or someone made the decision that it was more important that young <laughs> trainees had a Janeway of their own than it was to respect her individual wishes. Well, oh I my god. Like, Turning the fucking... <laughs> in a way script. it makes sense, because, you know, she's basically probably the first Starfleet captain to have a holographic crew member as, like, a core that's true. Part of yeah. the crew, and obviously We're overlooking Vic. Obviously, he was mm. never part of the crew. I'm joking around, um, and also not Federation. He was Tech, the probably. he was the morale officer. <laughs> so, you know, they it's it's suggested at the start of Voyager that like the EMH is a new technology and yeah. a new experiment, basically to augment the human crew. Yeah, and presumably by the time Voyager gets back. Um, they will have had like yeah this this can actually function as a an actual crew member you yeah know? it doesn't it's, it doesn't have to just be something to augment it can be a, an actual person on the crew yeah and they were yeah, person is a good for, good word for it and like now, it, now he is actually a person right yeah. and that like brings up a question of ethics a huge question of ethics for Starfleet because it's like okay do we create you know say it's just like with um with uh no 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 Exocomps. Well, ex- exo- yep, exocomps. Like, do we actually go out and create a race of slaves? Oh, you're thinking Measure of a Man, aren't you? Well, Measure of a Man, yeah. yeah, yeah. I mean, that's yeah. where it first came up. But the exocomps are a good example. And then I think the Doctor and his like are going to be the next big frontier for yeah. ethics. It's like, yeah, we're, we're basically creating people to do specific jobs. And it's not like... It isn't like a replicator. It's not just like, or the ship's computer where it's just doing a job. It's got fucking emotions and it has a fucking crisis over uh, a decision it made. 
And that's the thing is, and that makes sense though, because of course, based on his original spec sheet, this shouldn't have been an issue. Right. Yeah. You know, like, it just would have been like, if your emergency hologram did find itself in this situation, it's a toaster. Yeah, shut it down. Delete the memories. <laughs> Control-alt-delete. It, it won't be a problem because he's not going to develop a personality. He's not going to become a shutterbug in his spare time. He's not going to have spare time. Yeah, he comes up with the plan to, like, leave a nanny cam out yeah. in his office, which... A fucking machine wouldn't do on its own. Yeah, so, like, it makes sense that they wouldn't have prepared for this eventuality, because he was never supposed to be in it. And again, even if he was, he wasn't supposed to have become, like, a person. Mm-hmm. He was supposed to just be a program. <laughs> yeah. That, you know, the only reason it looked like a person was for the comfort of patience and because Zimmerman's got an ego on him. <laughs> like yeah. all, Like all AI creators in Star Trek. So I don't know. I, I don't. I don't envy Janeway having to tackle all of these issues on her own. Yeah, no. like it is. Yeah, no. She, I'm sure you know when they get back to Earth, she's gonna go to their like jag office and be like, "You people figure out the legality of this." Picard's, do it Picard's wrong. girlfriend's like, "Well, can you take his arm off?" <laughs> uh, they did that once. I think it was in the Beowulf program. He lost his arm. Mm. Oh yeah, forgot about that. So another thing about this episode that occurred to me that I had, I thought was kind of a fun thought. So the as the audience, we've never seen Jital before. Nope. And mm-hmm. presumably, like she was somebody that was close with a number of crew members yep. for the first three years they were stuck here. Seemingly, she didn't go to bed by an awful lot because she was so healthy. Yeah, that's right. So I like to imagine in my head canon that. Voyager's actually being told through the perspective of the Doctor. I'm down. And all of all of his memories of Jatal have been wiped. So we that's why we have never oh, seen that's her good. before. Because that's good. all the scenes that like she was just as important on the show as Harry Kim. This is just the program that we see in Living Witness. That's right. That's exactly it. <laughs> no, except Living Witness. That version of the Doctor was before this, as far as we know. But it was after but he was after Jatal, so he would have had his memories wiped. He wouldn't have remembered her. That's what I mean. That's why this episode couldn't be happening in the world of living. Oh, yes. Yeah, because this happens after it. But one thing thing that I saw, like, internet nerds all get get all about is, so if um, the the issue happened 18 months ago or whenever, before Seven joined the crew, yada, 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 where's Cass? Yeah, why why is Tom the nurse and not Cass? Yeah, and the answer... Because they couldn't get yeah, Jennifer. Yeah, we're not going to get Jennifer on the show. They're not going to bring her in for one day. I mean, it was um, it was it was her day off. Yeah, she was tending yeah. the plants. No, the, the honestly, I didn't. Even, Jesus, I didn't even think of that. The thing I did think of though was like, ah, oh, yes, I was quite the shutterbug. It's like you didn't have a camera until like five episodes ago. Stop lying. You've been a shutterbug for the last five weeks, which is fine. But don't you lie to me. Eighteen he was months. Ago, he, was, he could have been doing it before. We no, I see it. I like, know. Like how we never saw how many times Bellana was trying to get herself injured in the holiday. That's true. That's true. No, I know. It's just you know, fun to nitpick. But yeah, I like this one. I actually, I remembered this one. This is one I definitely saw. Yeah, I misremembered the ending. I remembered there being like an actual like a resolution. Dis- yeah, being an actual resolution, but be- mostly between Janeway and Seven. <laughs> and I, I might be mistaking this episode for an upcoming episode, so we'll see if it actually does happen in something else. Yeah, in which the two of them had like differing opinions on what should be done in this time, and then solved it. Um, but I also read what would have been actually pretty fascinating. So the the sitting by the bedside kind of thing, watching the doctor slowly get 
were out of his rut mm. and how this ending is Janeway leaves the holodeck and leaves him to go to read a book on his poetry. own what Minoski the writer originally wanted and I think Braga changed someone changed it was to have the doctor there wanting to t- talk about the stuff with Janeway but she's fallen asleep he doesn't wake her he picks the book up off her lap and starts reading to himself then so she never leaves him Hmm. And they promised, okay, we'll film it both ways and then pick what actually one we want to use. And then ran out of time in the day and never filmed the she's yeah, just falling asleep one. Which, now that I know that that was an, uh, an option, I kind of do want to have seen it. Mm. Sad face. Her chairs looked nice. Those mm. like little semi-lounger reading chairs looked comfy. Mm. I thought uh, Picard did really good, though, his breakdown. Yeah, the scene within, uh, in the... In the mess hall where he flips out and throws food. Because you can just see the degrading happening before he just finally goes full. Well, like, there's this... I wonder if, if, like, he was drawing on, like, people that have had, like, PTSD and things like that. Because there's there's this quality to him in that scene where when he comes in, he's very cheery. Yeah. And he's, like, like, almost overly cheery. Like, Neelix is a little... Oh, yeah. he, He knows something's up. Yeah. Because he's a better empath than Troy. Right. <laughs> so you can tell, like, Neelix, like, Neelix almost seems Ooh, like he's it? he's still dealing with the death. Yeah. And meanwhile, the doctor is uncharacteristically, like, ha, 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 right before he kind of goes off the deep end. Yeah, no, there's, you're right. There's definitely already an edge. Yeah. You know, and, and yeah, I thought that was a nice touch, too, because, yeah, it was really subtle, but I did notice that, like, Neelix seems to be kind of bummed out. Mm-hmm. <laughs> And yeah, this is one where they had the the really obvious use of the steady cam when they're putting them on the stretchers. Oh, you yeah. remember to bring it up? <laughs> yeah, it was like a like yeah, it had it had like a wartime quality to it. Which yeah, I think was a, a deliberate choice. Yeah, yeah, one thing about the just the way that the episode was structured. One thing I thought was really neat was that montage element when he's receiving his memories out yeah. of out of any particular order because people's memories are not linear. You can't mm. go back and remember a thing in order because you jump around. You think you, you your memory works in flashes. Jump, 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 jump around. around. <laughs> um, so watching the montage of little bits and then putting it together and realizing, oh, this girl died, yeah. was a really nice effect. I also thought you just reminded me what was kind of fun was a very subtle thing, but just like since this whole episode is about memory, that little scene where they're arguing about how a, a sumo match went. Mm. Yeah, oh, that's a good touch. I like yeah, that. Like just two, three different people yeah. all being like, I was there. I remember how it happened. I insist like, it was this way. I know how it happened. I read about it. Like, because memory is such a fickle fucker. Mm. Yeah. I just love the fact that, that Tuvok is a, is a big sumo fan. Because of course he is. He's a Vulcan. Vulcans love Earth stuff. They do. But yeah, well, even, hell, us, right now, you were saying, like, you might be conflating this with another episode. Right. yep. I remember ages ago with DS9, I had stuck the ending of one episode onto another in my memory. I remember we got to the end of the episode where Worf is a terrorist. Right, yeah. And, and he, I was... And he has no comeuppance. You're like, where are the comeuppance, I remember? And it's the, I would remember the comeuppance from the you know, disobeying orders to save Jadzia episode. Which still, in retrospect, like, where was the comeuppance for the terrorism? <laughs> nope, we're fine with that. But yeah, it, I mean, memory is just so... You know, they, they, I mean, there's so many interesting experiments they've done with it. I may have brought this up on the podcast years ago, in fact, but they did a study once where people came in knowing they were going to be in a study. Mm. And they went to a desk... It was like at a university, so they went to a desk to sign in. 
The guy was like, oh, okay, let me just, uh, I gotta get you the, some forms. And he would duck behind and the desk. Pop up. Someone else would pop That's up good. with the forms. And they didn't look that much alike. They didn't, like, find two guys who looked a lot alike. They found two guys who looked kind of alike, maybe. Like, in that, like, they're both white guys, you know? They didn't really fuck with people. <laughs> like, did you not notice he was black? It's like, of course I fucking know. Like, but, you know, it was like, well, like, one was blonde, one was brunette, or something like that. Like, different enough. And the other guy would pop up, and most of the participants didn't even notice the guys had switched. They didn't even notice their experiment had started yet. Yeah. That's great. That's awesome. Yeah. So, I mean, you know, and in a case like this, because what's interesting when you think about it, I've thought of this one point, there's a moment where he, you know, him trying to remember something is effectively part of his program. It's an affectation. Because he's a computer. Right. He should remember it instantaneously. Yeah. Anything he has. Like Data does. Yeah. Anything he hasn't had deleted, he knows exactly. He has the best memory on the ship in that regard because he's a computer. Again, except for when you fuck with it. So. Which we do all the time. Yes. So it's it's interesting kind of to, to have that whole thing that went nowhere, but a smarter person than me can run with it. Yeah, I also was likening this episode to, remember Whispers, the one where there's a replicant O'Brien running around? Yeah. Everyone, yeah. everyone, treat him like he's normal O'Brien so that he doesn't know something's up. And they do the same thing here, but when we saw in Whispers, there was a moment when Jake hadn't been clued in yet. Right. And he's talking to O'Brien, Jake says, oh man, yeah, this is fucked up, I'm gonna go check this out for you. And then later on, Jake's like, nope, nothing, I think it's fine now. I was good kind of, of good job, buddy. <laughs> I was expecting them to do that with Seven, but they kind of didn't because yeah, take her aside. Well, I mean, Janeway kind of did. She kind of takes her aside and says, "This is the deal." We well, she him functioning. Well, she did, but like not a lot of time elapsed between that happening and them finally telling the doctor, "Like, mm. here's kind of what happened." So we didn't have a a scene of her trying to be like, uh... "How good of an actor are you?" And Jerry Wine says, "I'm fucking excellent." Speaking <laughs> of, here's a question: Does Harry know? <laughs> Because he was unconscious for that whole thing. Like, he would remember... I'm certain they'd tell him, because otherwise he'd bring up Jatal at some point. Good point. Mm. What yeah. happened to Jatal? And I guess he did, he would have remembered the attack, even if he didn't remember the surgery and well, all that. Also, like, what about his guilt, right? If the doctor yeah. is... Survivor guilt. Yeah, if the doctor's having this much trouble with it... I think it canceled out his survivor guilt from the alternate Voyager that there, blew up. That's right. There, there we go. It just finally entirely blanked his memory. So I was like, good, I'm fine now. Everything's great for Harry. <laughs> <laughs> Everything's coming up, Harry. Oh, Yeah, yeah, no, that's a good point. They they would have had to have told him. because Now, now again, I know I'm just thinking of that Simpsons where they had that whole elaborate con where um, they framed Willie for murder. Remind me. Oh, it's the one where Bart and Homer take up being con men. And it gets out of control. And uh, they eventually frame Willie for murder. There's a whole trial. And then it's a big reveal. It was all just a wacky lesson. The whole town was in on detail. And they go, everyone was in on it? Willie wasn't? Yes, you're right. I remember that now. (laughs) That's what it is. They didn't tell Kim. They actually also wiped his memory. Right. Yeah, and uh, having thought of that, I mean, yeah, yeah, I quite like the episode, but I, I do wish there'd maybe been a scene after. Maybe Harry should have been there for a minute. Mm. Him and Harry could have had a talk. So, in addition to fucking with the doctor's program, they must have also had to like wipe any record of Jatal, yeah, from like the ship's 
crew manifest, you know, lest the doctor yeah, find check it. it. Or like the assholes who were doing all the all the ship scans in the previous episode. Mm. I see you had a betazoid. And also, who's this Jatal person? <laughs> yeah. Or they at least had to put it, you know, they, they probably locked it behind like security shit. Yeah, you wouldn't think that you could just delete her. She's probably in someone's like offline. If Chakotay wrote about it with a pencil. <laughs> I guess the whole crew had to be told, do not mention Jatal to yeah. the doctor. Well, because that's the thing. Like, she's clearly someone who's well-liked enough on the crew and well-known enough that they would have had a big party with yeah. the, all the senior crew for her birthday. Yeah. I mean, with a crew this big, you'd have a birthday every other day. Yeah. Yeah, sometimes multiple birthdays on a day, I'm sure. Uh, yeah. Yeah, the Delaney sisters. Yeah. True. <laughs> Actually, so weirdly, they were born at like 11.50 p.m. <laughs> and 12.03 the next day, so... I'm sure that's happened. I mean, yeah. There's, oh, yeah, there's yeah, identical yeah. twins with different birthdays. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right, I'm going to bring us Yeah, sorry, completely episode. off. Uh, but I want to bring up that holy shit weapon that destroys you from the neurons down. But here's the thing. (laughs) It's a really good thing there were only three people on that shuttle. Yeah. There have been more than three. Like, he only had... The gun had three barrels on it. Yeah, yeah. And what happens if there's only, you know, one or two targets? Does that beam just go into the wall? Maybe Maybe. maybe you gotta select how many to fire up to three. I don't know. Maybe it self-selects. Maybe. But yeah, no, that, that gun is yeah. a horror of, show. Of weapons we've seen so far, we've seen some bad ones. Like the one that like destroyed Reva's core. Yeah, I was about to say, yes. As we talked about, you know, Reva's yeah, friend they'll, from they'll last turn you episode. into a skeleton for a second. Yeah. And you seem to be aware for pretty much all of it. Yeah, or that one that Kiva's Fajo had. That was another that really, was a, was really gnarly one. one. Yeah, which he goes into detail about how it like... I think it technically feels longer than it takes or something even. Mm. Like, yeah, those are both nightmares. Being digested for a thousand years in the Sarlacc pit? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, no, this seems nasty. At least you're unconscious for it. Was Well, she was unconscious. I think Kim was up for a little bit of it. Well, he passed he, out on first, the ship. Okay, when, oh, he, when yeah, he first yeah. got shot, he, like, says something. Oh, he, I think he asks how Jatal is. Yeah. He's like, she's fucking out. You should be out, too. Yeah, so I forgot about that. But Please yeah, pass it, out. He did, he did eventually pass out. Yeah, that's a nasty thing. Yeah. Is. I like the, the bit where after the... the Doctor beams him out. It's like, oh yeah, he probably just beamed him to space, which is what, you know, what Harry says. But yeah. no, he's he's. I'm a doctor. I I do no harm. I just beamed him back to his ship so they could continue to shoot us. I mean, it it makes sense though, you know. Yeah. And really ties into really a lot of the whole ethical issue later because mm. he doesn't Should've know. Beamed him into space. Because I, I remember thinking because I forgot that's what happened. I remember thinking like, you know, he just beams like, where'd he go? And then you just see him bounce off the <laughs> window. Oh, I thought I'd bring him back to his ship. Uh, I don't usually run these things. Where he'll be no tribble at all. Oh. <laughs> He's a splatter on our goddamn windscreen. We just get their, like, big windshield wipers out. <laughs> um, Cut to some poor yellow shirt later having to scrape yeah, off. Yeah, I was gonna say, because the... it just smears all over and it gets just worse. Oh, yeah, the, the, the... Like bird poop. Scruffy. <laughs> so, so the doctor, you know, he's programmed to do no harm. So he beams the bad guy back to his ship. Meanwhile, when it's time to erase the doctor's memory, Bellana's like, "I'm an engineer. I'm programmed to fuck you up." <laughs> I took an oath. <laughs> oh, Tor- Torres had a very cute moment this episode too that I wrote down, and that was when it's 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 surprise birthday time, 
And oh uh, yeah, I like that. And Jital and Neelix, I believe, walk yeah, in. Yeah, and yeah. Like, huh? Why are the Why are the lights out here in Mess Hall? There must be a power surge or something. Fweep, fweep. Uh, hey Torres, what's going on in Mess Hall? And Torres, who's just on the other side of the room in the dark. Oh, just just gonna check on that now. <laughs> <laughs> they should have doubled it up, like had her coming through the com badge, <laughs> and you can hear her because she's right there. That would have been funny. Regardless, I thought it was a very cute moment. It was, it was. yeah. It was, that was clever. You're standing on my foot. Uh, we begin this episode already with way too much Naomi. And I know mm. I said a couple... Uh, of the couple times you've seen Naomi so far, I've been like, she's all right for a, for a kid. You know, she's okay. And then this episode, I'm like, nope, done with Naomi now. <laughs> I mean, that's the thing. Is, is, again, the actor's fine. The problem is they just write her... Annoying. As a kid. And if you find kids annoying, like most of us on this show do... She does a very good job of being, I mean... Yeah, she doesn't bother me. So better than those telepath kids. That kid was... Or pretty much any of the, say, Miri kids or the fucking angel kids. That's the thing. She's not in it enough for me to get really Most of the kids we saw on TNG. Angel kids? Oh, those kids. Kids that would punch the air and summon the evil angel who was a lawyer. We're gonna bring him up shortly. We are. No. Yeah, I, I don't think there was a single kid on TOS that wasn't the worst. Um... Unconscious Kirk's nephew was fine. Right, they cut his scene, so. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> oh, the rascals, or, um. God, what else? Oh, fucking Radish Boy. Ugh. Oh, fucking Radish. God. That's the TNG episode, right? Yeah. yeah. Yeah, they get stuck, stuck on the, the damn elevator. elevator. Yeah. Picard's like, your science fair is about radishes? <laughs> oh, fuck. We need a climbing song. How about go fuck yourself? <laughs> go, go, fuck, fuck yourself <laughs> right inside your ass. Yeah, yeah. That's all I got. Yeah. Let me conclude this with the, with my last note on my card. And yep. that's that. So we, we do a Dante quote at the end. Janeway's been reading some book of poetry of some kind. I didn't know it was Dante. The internet says it's Dante, and I believe it. So oh, I, you know, so I just because maybe I'm a fool. She said the title, but didn't say the author, and I don't know Dante beyond Inferno. Yeah. So. so the hilarious thing is, so they took the the quote at the end of that poem, and they kind of reworked it a little bit just to work better for the Doctor because mm. it's it you know a new life, finding you know your new self after whatever the hell, do the thing, um, and. It's not the actual translation of the quote. It's slightly different, but there are lots of sites on the web that just use the quote from Voyager and attribute it to Dante like it's the real quote, and that's very funny to me. Oh, God. So there, there's similarly, because this is not the first time things like this have happened, Ian Fleming wrote a short haiku for You Only Live Twice. And in the book, he even says it is after... This is a Bond thing. Yes. Okay. And he said it was after Basho, Basho being a famous poet from japan so even in the book he's saying it's modeled after his kind but it's not by him uh-huh. but it has often been misattributed as an actual basho poem hmm. it's like, like what, what? <clears throat> <laughs> i thought you were going to talk about how the horses being drawn towards wind turbine turbines oh, that, was yes. noted as actual science on the internet after yeah. the regular features podcast yes. su- suggested that it was the case I've never, I've never heard this this rumor oh it's not is it really, a don it's... quixote thing no it's a, it's a very sort of this podcast we listen to so it's sort of a niche thing but the short version is a far-right mp in great britain 
fucked up and didn't BCC all of his newsletter, newsletter subscribers. It went yeah. to the CC. So they wrote a fake one and sent it out to all the subscribers because they had all the emails. And part of the email included a lead making, you know, in the voice of this far-right MP about how, like, wind turbines are murdering horses. And later, some right-wing fucking website posted that. It's like, real science. Oh, and, no. Yeah. Because they don't check. Yeah, the internet just makes misinformation very easy. The internet, but in it a was way, really funny. is our uh, collective memory. That's and we've t- already talked about how memory's fickle. Wowzer, we could have found a much better segue than nope. that. Nope, I'm For- the worst. Luckily, my memory's been wiped, so I forgot what Segway Chris just used. <laughs> Speaking of memory wipes, yeah, so we see some some good use of memory wipe this episode. May have done it on Harry Kim 2, as we discussed, TBD. But it made me think, like, man, we see memory wipes all across Trek. So there's our activity for the, for the week. You're not going to read my notes, Caitlin. You have to think of them yourself. What memory wipes do you guys want to talk about? So the first one that sprung to mind when you mentioned this as a topic was, uh, I think it's Requiem for Methuselah? Is that what it's... The one with Flint. The one with Flint. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't even think that's on my list. Spock the bastard is like, Captain Kirk has oh, a yeah. sad... Why didn't I put that on I'm list? going to steal his memories without consulting him first. Mm. Which, you know, it's kind of like this, where it's just like, oh, we're not, we're not getting your okay. We're just... Beep. Yeah, that one's fucking horrifying. Which, again, we gotta ask, like, so wait, did he just steal his memories of his affection? Because otherwise, he's gonna be really confused when everyone asks him about this mission. Mm-hmm. Mm. So you, does Spock know, like, his powers here? How often does he do this? It's a... It's Sp- fucking worrying. Spock, you monster. Mm. It's very... You can tell very much it's, like, such a 1960s thing. You know, where it's like... At the time, I feel like that would have been read as... Ah, oh, Spock, doing your buddy is solid. But now it's 60 years later and we're like, um... That is a violation, sir. Wow! Mm. Like, I can see how at the time it would have been read differently. Yeah, because I think Kirk says, oh, if only I could forget the love for I had for Raina, I think is her yeah. name. Yeah. Oh, the robot girl who I kissed <sighs> on the mouth. Which, like, and yeah, then he... Spock takes it literally because he doesn't know because he's Vulcan. Because Spock uh... is fucking Amelia Bedelia today. <laughs> <laughs> Amelia Bedelia? Oh, did you never read those? A no. series of children's books. Amelia Bedelia is this, like, family's maid who doesn't understand idiom. So if you tell her to do something, she takes it very literally. Like, if you say it's, uh, this is a bad example, it's not an order. But, like, if you said it's raining cats and dogs, she would look out the window and go, no, it isn't. Nah. It's water. You know, things like that. Oh. Yeah. Cool. Well, I'm sorry I missed that. I The books were better than the example I just gave. <laughs> <laughs> I think uh, one that that occurs to me, a good memory wipe, is from Conundrum. Mm. Oh, yeah, that's one of your favorites. Yeah, the TNG with with Duffy. What was his name? McDuff. 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 That's a fucking good episode. And they have to slowly try to figure out who they are from their own records. Yeah, and and there's the, and Roe and and Riker bang. That's right. (laughs) I think my favorite memory wipe is how Star Trek wiped all of our memories and tried to make us think that Argyle wasn't chief (laughs) TNG. He was such a great chief engineer. He was awesome. I don't know why they, I mean, they really screwed him over. (sighs) I mean, uh, I know uh, Roddenberry tried to claim Star Trek V didn't exist. Right. It's like, sorry, Gene, it did. I mean, Roddenberry tried to, like, decanon all of TOS, like... Yeah, so he wouldn't have to deal with it during the writing of TNG. Yeah, he's like, oh, it's a new thing. Yeah, yeah. Why which, am I being written out of this? Which, frankly, would have been a better choice. 
Just make it a different fucking show. Just make it a different show. Well, it's weird, though. It's like, on the one hand, you try to decanonize it. On the other hand, you end your first episode with a cameo by DeForest Kelly. Like, pick a choice, buddy. Yeah, you can't really have both. Uh, Actual memory. How does the angel tie into a memory wipe? You said we're going to bring him up. Yeah, I I wanted to bring him up. So in the episode, uh, And the Children Shall Lead, doesn't he take the memory from the kids? Or the kids lose their memory somehow that their parents are dead? And then when they see their parents dead on the screen, they're like, oh, that. I, I don't, it's not so much that they forgot they were dead. I think the angel had convinced them they were evil or something. I forget how that went. But they, I, I, saw a, I saw a reference online of that episode, so I wanted to bring it up. That's fair, yeah. I mean, he definitely manipulated them. So you could say he's a fuck with their memories in that regard. But I don't think there was a wipe per se. Right, I'll go double check. Yeah, I haven't seen that one in a dingo, so. In a dingo. Not that I want to re- relive anything from And the Children Shall Lead. Yeah, no. That's why I haven't seen it since we watched it. It's like, yeah, I'm good. Were there any f- others from TOX? Plenty. Uh, let's start with The Changeling. Mm. Nomad wipes Uhura's mind entirely. Right. Yeah. And it is never, never resolved. She's like, nope, she's fine. She remembers she everything She read now. a book. Yeah, she's fine now. What about, you know, what she had for breakfast this morning? Doesn't matter. What about her entire history? Does she remember her family? Does she remember her mother's voice? Mm. Nope. nope. <laughs> yeah, I that. Um, in the Paradise Syndrome, Kirk just loses all of his memory. Oh, yeah. That that's time. right. He's right. Yep. With, uh, From his, whomping his, his head on the pillar. I'm so happy. <laughs> he remembered that. How happy he was. He was very happy. So and happy. Very, and then very, very sad. Yes. Deeply. Spock should have removed those memories for sure. <laughs> also, like, ooh, yeah, we're, gonna, we're all just going to forget that, that the fact that we browned you up a little. Mm. Awkward. Weird choice. Uh, remind me, because I wrote down Dagger of the Mind, which is the one with Van Gelder in the mm. in the in the psych it's asylum. Insane asylum, yeah. And I, I feel like there was some memory stuff going on there. But didn't the machine the machine did something to you? It didn't did something. Yeah, it definitely like, manipulated it. Didn't the like woman that was with him like try to implant Lefe? memories that they'd fucked or something? It was creepy and weird. I remember at the yeah. time we were really weirded out by. There was it. definitely some. Weird mental shit going on. Yeah, the machine. I don't know if one would qualify it as a mind wipe or memory memory. I think the machine wipe. definitely could wipe memories, but I don't know if they actually did. It definitely they definitely fucked with some. And actually, similarly, uh, not Van Gelder, but the other Madhouse episode with Garth of Izar mm-hmm, or mm-hmm. Ivar or whatever. Like the therapy, I don't know what exactly it did, but it sure seemed to make him forget the last decade or so. Mm. Wait, who forget what? Uh, Garth. I don't know. He was also just nutbag, though. Yeah, but then they put him in, like, the therapy at the end, and he's just kind of oh. like, do I know you? Like, so they definitely had wiped some of his memory as part of his quote-unquote therapy. Mm. Which is creepy. Earl, 60s Trek did some stuff that was creepy as fuck, and they thought it, they were acting like it was cool. And yeah, just they like, thought, oh, this is, no. this is, like, the new, new tech for psych stuff. I mean, this is, I think, when people still took lobotomies seriously. So they just turned lobotomies into lasers. Mm. Basically. And we're like, this is great. And we're just like, oh, oh no. I, I, I need an adult that isn't from the 60s. TNG one. I don't know if I would count this necessarily as a memory wipe because it wasn't... Well, I'll, I'll tell you which my example is and you tell me if you think it counts. Remember me, all of the people in the pocket universe keep forgetting while well, they the existence of things mm. as the universe gradually contracts. But they're not real. Mm. Well they are real. They're real. They're just in a parallel universe created by uh Bev? Bev. Is that 
Oh, gosh. I don't know if that's how I interpreted that episode. I, I mean, it's not like it was all in her mind. She was trapped in a parallel universe of her own making. Yeah. And those were... and they, So you're saying that the people in that universe were real people. They were real people, but oh, they were disappearing wow. as the universe was collapsing. Well, yeah. in that case... As the universe is collapsing and they're forgetting people, are they still all the same people, or is each instance of the the universe contracting a new person? I don't know. That's a good question. That's, that's why I'm not sure if this. That's if a this weird. Happens. That's a weird gray area. Certainly, while you're watching it for the first time and don't know what the reveal is going to be, it sure as hell looks. Oh like yeah, it. everyone's just like, wait a minute. What do you mean you've forgotten that? You know, Doctor Doctor Quaist isn't real. Yeah. <laughs> Of course, the ship is just me and you. Why? It's fucking enormous. <laughs> yeah, that, I lo- that's a great episode, too. It is. It is. Uh, yeah, some of if them only some for of that them. scene, when it's just the two of them. <laughs> We've never needed a crew before. Yeah. Some of, the, some of the memory wipe episodes are really, really good because they make you think of stuff like this. Mm. And then there's shitty ones like Transfigurations. Mm. Not a good episode. That's our, that's our um, yellow bodysuit man episode. Yeah. Oh, they wipe memories in that one? The guy had amnesia the whole fucking time. Oh, right. I, get, I Right. I just remembered the thing I mentioned earlier, so... I don't remember that being a terrible... Was it a, was it a bad episode, or is it just the suit's bad at the end? I don't remember. No pun... No, I'm not joking. I genuinely uh, can't remember if I thought it was a good episode or not, because it... It was, get, a, it was a rushed romance right, with him and Deb, yeah. and the whole time I remember thinking... This doesn't work. Right, okay, yeah. That, why are you falling in love with this man? When it's been long enough, you sometimes can't remember. It's like, okay, was the whole episode bad? Or was it just that, like, this one thing at the end was stupid, and that's my overriding memory. Kind of like the lizards in... Threshold. Thank you. Jesus. Mm. <laughs> Where it's like, oh, actually, you know, except that ending bit. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, yeah, Clues. I, Clues. Yep. Per, yeah, that's a good yep. one. Good yep. memory wipe. In this case, the artificial person is the only one that does remember. Yeah, that's right. And that's the problem. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Here's another TNG one. um, Because Pulaski performs a memory wipe on Sarjenka mm -hmm. in Pen Pals. Oh, right, the Pulaski Pulaski method. Yeah. Yeah. We haven't brought that in a while. And again, I'm the worst person. I'm not kidding. I just keep having genuinely (laughs) forgotten things because I have a memory like a fucking sieve. It's because we've been wiping your memory Mm -hmm. about these episodes. Yeah, don't check your camera. There's the one where we uh, wipe uh, Kern's memory. Oh, yep. yeah. Sons of Moog. And uh, that one's so fucking That one's uncool. Yeah, that it, one's uncool. It's like, Julian, how did how do you do it? You do no harm, dingus. Buddy. <laughs> He's like, always done questionable shit, though. He arguably pushes Burial a little too far in that episode. Being fair in that case, though, oh, Burial oh. keeps telling him to. Yeah. Yeah, but he knew better. He did. It's, uh, yeah, yeah. It's like Brile told him to. Well, some people would tell you that they want you to replace well, you know their arm with a robot arm, and that doesn't mean that's the right thing to do if there's no need. He himself is a living experiment, so his ethics are a little wonky. Is he an AI? No. Oh, we jumped over thine own self, where uh, Data yeah, has data. his memory... It's entirely like erased. Those, those, oh, those right, pre-industrial right. people that yeah. think that fire is an element, and they're getting poisoned by data. Like, Data's yeah. Mister Radioactive. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Data's yeah, yeah, yeah. radioactive stuff. Yeah. I like that episode. That's a good one. one that little th- girl that he befriends is, is pretty cool. Yeah. Mm-hmm. One of the things that's most interesting about all these memory wipe episodes is when their memories are gone. I was thinking about this in in uh, especially in Conundrum, but also in Thine Own Self, is that. 
without their memories, they're somehow still the same person, which is kind mm. of kind of fascinating. Because I always think of memories as kinds of kinds of the thing, the building like what blocks, makes you, you. yeah, of your personality. And yet, you know, Data is still the inquisitive, curious, always wanting to be helpful kind of person. And in Conundrum, Riker is still laying down to the bone. And... <laughs> <laughs> well, that's that's the interesting. Like with Data, it kind of works because you can imagine like he's a computer, yeah, he's got so an underlying program. His, yeah, his core program is still there. It's just his his you know memory center got wiped. Well, With people, it's a little more comp. But of course, we also just still barely understand the brain. So. Yeah, I think that's part of it. And like you, like it's also like people that get amnesia, you know, oftentimes don't lose their power of speech. You know, mm-hmm. they they still like have they have knowledge remains, but like autobiographical stuff is missing in, yeah. in a lot of cases. So I think that's part of that. Yeah. So I guess yeah. Again, I just we still. Barely, barely understand. We barely understand the brain. We understand memory even less, I yeah. think. Like, I think of all the parts of the brain, that is still, like... Like, we figured out a lot of the autonomic shit. Mm-hmm. But yeah. when it comes to the if actual... If I poke you here, your arm does the Nazi salute, Spock. Yeah, and we know why. Um, well, but, we know why with Spock. Well, yeah. <laughs> but, but, yeah, like, I, I feel like the, the higher level memory and thought and all mm. that stuff, we're still... Kind of in the dark. Well, it's like like people people with dementia, right? Does, yeah. Like, what is because I'm sure that's been studied a lot. Do, mm. do people with dementia? They'll obviously lose some autobiographical stuff, and they'll forget people that they know. But do they do their personalities otherwise remain intact? Yeah. I don't know. I think it depends on how far along. Yeah. yeah. It does, I believe, start to. Mm. Sometimes it's hard because you know I'm just thinking of my my grandmother who had dementia, and when you you're not doing much it's hard to see the personality because yeah. so much of it was sitting around yeah. watching tv reminding them of things yeah playing in a coloring book kind of thing yeah and every so often like long-term memory is usually still there but they don't have context for it mm. so yeah it's it's sad it's super super sad yeah, scary yeah. but honestly like unfortunately it's probably through studying that that we're going to eventually hopefully gain a better idea of how it all yeah. works all right, other other episodes. Uh... I have a dark page on my list where Luaxana suppressed the memory of her. Oh, her daughter. daughter. Yeah, Kestra. Yeah, mm. I don't know if I count that as a wipe so much as just a because that was a response to to the trauma, wasn't it? Like she did it. Was it? She didn't. She do it to herself, kind of. I'm gonna maybe if we broaden it a little from wipe from just wipes to also just loss. I mean, yeah, it is so suppressed, like in yeah. a way that I think. Is suppressed memories real? Is the jury still out on that? I think I'm pretty sure repressed memories have been thoroughly debunked. Okay, um, but like, yeah. So I mean, whether you know, even if you know, like, I mean, I think even if repressed memories are fake, certainly people try not to remember traumatic events yeah. to a certain and like extent. For a betazoid, I can imagine that, that they have access to some special, yeah, mental mental capabilities where they can just block stuff out completely. Yeah. Especially Luxana, who's like one of their one of their best telepaths. Yeah, right? she's super strong. So I wouldn't be surprised if most telepathic species in Star Trek are, could be like, oh yeah, we can very selectively lock things away. Mm-hmm. Speaking of locking things away, I don't know if we want to jump ahead or if we're going in a particular yeah let's jump ahead do it do it i was gonna say uh, jump 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 around (laughs) Uh, i was gonna say um chakotay's girlfriend from the memory oh you won't remember us unforgettable yeah Yeah. i was was thinking of that one Mm. relatively recent 
That yeah. one's interesting just because, like, it's part biological and then part, like, we have to consciously take action. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You can, be f- you can be foiled by paper and a pen. <laughs> yeah. I thought you were going to jump way into the future, Jake, because there's very recent Prodigy episodes that I won't spoil much, but there's some memory oh, yeah. loss. Yeah, there is. There and... Is. Interestingly, watching the memories slowly coming back, and is this is the person who's getting their memories back going to still be the same fucking asshole? Um, <laughs> watch Prodigy. Yeah, watch Prodigy. Check it out. I'll, I'll mention Actually, it on the Actually, though, it is a kid's show. Maybe not. Maybe he won't I think, be. I think he will. Yeah. We haven't seen his friend either in a while. Oh, that dick. God, Prodigy's so good. It is. It is really good. Uh, and I know this is going to be spoiler for you, for, for Chris and Caitlin, who haven't been following Lower Decks along. But there's some good Rutherford stuff, because as someone who's got, you know, cybernetic brain shit going mm. on, there's a whole patch of his his memories that they do a pretty good episode about. I actually like oh. this episode, because Rutherford might also be my favorite character on the show, where they explore, you know, some of the nature of, of the memories that he has lost. Oh. And that's some good times, and I'm looking forward to seeing what they do more with him. I, I, I will say, from the few episodes I saw... Uh, him and him and Tendi were. I remember just saying the whole time, thinking like, "Why aren't these the main characters? I like them way more." <laughs> they do more and more with them each season, so that's that's you're gonna look you're, you're gonna be able to look forward to that. Good, good. Uh, and then I happened to go and watch one Enterprise episode in reference to our body possession blogtivity from a couple weeks ago that y'all have read on the Tumblr, of course. I we I went and watched the Observer Effect, and there's some memory wiping in there too. Which one is that? Oh boy, without spoiling it. Yeah, yeah. Um, there are some aliens who like to possess bodies so they can watch. That and then someone familiar. and then and then someone realizes, you assholes have been watching. And they're like, Yeah, we have, but there's nothing you can do about it because we're mal- because we're blanking your wet memory. And they say, Fuck. Well that's just rude. <laughs> Got it. I mean it's a it's a less dick move than those surgery aliens from Voyager. Mm. Maybe. I don't remember the episode. They could be super dicks from what I recall. Oh, those ones. Yeah, those assholes. The ones that are experimenting on Yeah, them? but they're dicks. like out of sync. Oh, I hated them. They were fucking bastards. Okay, and, and last one on my list, I think. Equilibrium, where we learn that the Dax symbiont has been entirely oh. repressing memories oh, from yeah. Durant. Durant. Oh, yeah. yeah, I forgot about Durant. Yeah. Well, so did Dax. So. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, and that's was that the same? Was that where we found out like how fucking corrupt the Symbiosis Commission is? Or? Oh yeah. God, yeah, they are evil. They are the worst. Oh, they suck. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> that's my list. That's it. There's no other one. Did you? Could, uh, I don't if you think, if you think of more, let us know. We'll put right. it on the Tumblr and yeah. have everybody at home listening. If you think of some. Start your own Tumblr and make and and do your own goddamn. Were, were there any in TAS? <laughs> if you if you if you yeah, think of any. If you think of any more, here's what you do. Just remember this climbing song from my childhood. (laughs) (laughs) Fuck yourself. Oh, no. Uh, Speaking of things from Jake's childhood, there's going to be more Voyager to discuss next week. Woo! Much Uh, better segue. Yay! Uh, We're discussing the episodes Bride of Chaotica! Exclamation point! And Gravity. So definitely join us for those next week. Check out all our memory wipe stuff we just discussed over on our Tumblr, as long as as, as well as all of our other great blogtivities who are up there. Ooh, go read those. Uh, you can hang out with us on Facebook and Twitter. You can follow all the other episodes we've released over on SoundCloud or you know any podcast place. They're all the same. Go um, listen to our discussion of Requiem for Methuselah. See what we said at the time. 
Oh, God. We said Spock, you fucking monster. That's <laughs> what we said. Speaking of being a fucking monster, this has been Ames. This has been Caitlin. <sighs> this has been Jake. And, uh... Who am I? Oh, God, I forget. Check the photographs. Um, um... Oh, fuck. I was gonna make a... God damn it. It's just pictures of cats. Ruined my own joke. What was the joke what gonna was the be? Joke? I was gonna call myself whatever Zimmerman called... The EMH called himself in the Beowulf episode. Schmeckus? No. Schmullus? No, no, that was that was the, the girlfriend. He, he decided oh, on... Yeah. He was gonna be like Von Villebrandt or something ridiculous, but not that. Oh, I don't remember. Hootenhausers. Ah, this has been Chris. Yay, you've kept all that. Probably. Oh, my Jesus. There's been, like, frozen human embryos that have been... Yeah. Like, defrosted 30, 40 years after they were originally created. Oh, wow, that'll give you an existential crisis. Yeah, it's like, yeah, you're you're actually, okay, you're, you're, ju- you're just born, but, but, like, you were... You're, you're a boomer. Yeah. You you could have been born 40 years Listen, ago. Listen, I've seen how ice cream gets if it's been in the freezer too long. You're trying to tell me <laughs> that you a living being in a freezer for 40 years Sounds like gonna be fine? Sounds like a basis for a really bad comedy. Be like Rob Schneider plays, like, you know... A guy who was, like, born through a test tube. So even though he was born when he was, he acts like he was older and that somehow someone would try to make that funny and it wouldn't work. You know what's going to happen? Some Hollywood hack writer is going to stumble on our podcast one day and pretty soon we're going to be seeing ads for Test Tube Brothers or something, (laughs) Boomer Zoomer. Boomer Zoomer. Oh, shut up. There you go. You've got it right there. There And uh, starring Rob Schneider and... Uh, other guy, yeah. Adam Sandler, Adam Sandler, and, uh, like I don't know who else is in all those stupid movies. Well, uh, actually, if, if it's Boomer Zoomer, no, it's got to be Kevin some James. like twenty-year-old flavor of the month mm. who's going to be playing the like Zoomer who acts like an old man. Well, I don't know any of those. Yeah, I don't know, I, any, I, I don't know about the youngs. I'm, I'm too, I'm too old to be hip.